Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. This is the best of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We got a poll question up. The NBA is exploring banning the term owner, as in team owner, because it is racially insensitive. Is using the term owner in pro sports racially insensitive? I can't believe this is a real question. Racially insensitive. People say, why do you talk about stories like this, Clay? I get that question every now and then. And my answer is, if reasonable people don't call out idiots, then we keep allowing the idiots to dictate the direction of our country. And I feel like I am the most reasonable person in this country. I really do. I feel like if you put all 320 million of us in line and you said, who is the most reasonable person in this entire country I would be that choice. I really do. If you lined us all up and they were like, okay, we're going to single in on the most reasonable, rational, normal dude in the entire country, I would be that person. And I think in this era of insanity where the loudest voices on the extremes of society get the majority of the attention, that what we need is radical moderation. Right, I've been arguing for a while that what we need is three political parties, the Democrats, the Republicans, and the radical moderates, the people who are just like, y'all have lost your damn minds. Can we just stop with the stupid stuff? It's like a director, a national leader of common sense. And I feel like leagues could often use this too because they get all caught up now in social media. And in general, I will say this. I always say when you write a book or you work on anything really hard, eventually you get so close to it that you lose your ability to look at it rationally. If you are, I guarantee you when Michelangelo was working on the Sistine Chapel, 
at some point in time, he was like, man, I'm so close to this, I can't even remember what my original idea was. And so it's hard for me to step back and just look at this and see it with fresh eyes. Seeing something with fresh eyes is important. If you're if you're working, I guarantee you the guys who did the Avengers Endgame script or the creators of Game of Thrones, after a while, they were so hard at work on the script and putting those movies and television shows together that they couldn't look at it with fresh eyes. That's how you end up sometimes losing your connection with your audience. You can't look at things fresh anymore. You always say, like, if you're dating someone or you're married to them, let's say you've been married for a while. This happens to me every now and then. And you'll be, like, walking in the grocery store. This is a good line, by the way, to file away. Next time you upset your girl and you got to get back in her good graces, it's a true story. You can steal it from me but you can pretend it happened to you and maybe it has and you can uh, and you can verify it. But let's say you're walking in the grocery store, right? And you went there with your girlfriend or your wife and she's gone off in the grocery store to go buy something else and you are walking up and down the aisles to get something on the list. I'm awful, by the way, when I go to grocery store. I can't find anything. My wife does like 99% of the shopping. Occasionally, I take the kids to get ice cream or go pick up medicine when they're sick. It's like my responsibility at the grocery store. So you're walking up and down the aisles in the grocery store. I'm looking for ice cream. Wife is getting everything else on the list. And suddenly you turn a corner and you see a girl down the aisle that you're not expecting to see. Every single man on the planet, who is heterosexual at least, is constantly looking at every woman he passes and thinking to himself whether or not she's attractive or not. This goes on. Men may deny it. You may be driving into work right now. But I guarantee you, every man can go back in time to his ninth grade algebra class and tell you who the best looking girl in his ninth grade algebra class was. You ask your man right now, and unless he's lying to you, boom, he can just give you an answer. My ninth grade algebra class, Anna Marie Vandermeer, best looking girl in the class. My uh, <laughs> my eighth grade Latin class, Janaki Stallworth, best looking girl in the class. Like I could still, at the age of forty, go through my high school classes. You know, where you had to move from one class to another, and think about who the best looking girl is in the class. Still to this day, and most men out there listening can do it too. My buddy used to say, every time I'm on the elevator. I know who the best-looking girl is on the elevator in the event that the world's about to come to an end and the two of, us, two of us have to save the world and the planet by ending up having children together. Most men are doing this all the time. I'll ask the crew here in a minute to whether or not they do this. But you're constantly aware of the attractiveness level of women wherever you are. Sometimes you see your girlfriend or your wife as if you were seeing her for the first time when you were initially attracted to her. You come around the corner in that grocery store, boom, she's right there in front of you. And you think for a second, oh, that's a good-looking girl. And before you even realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm married to her, or oh, wait a minute, I'm dating her, 
And you, no matter how good looking your wife or girlfriend is, if you're around them enough, you lose that initial impression that attracted you to them the first time. But you have that happen. You file it away for when you've been a knucklehead and she's mad at you. And you come back over the top, Sylvester Stallone style, with this story. You know what? I just realized how beautiful you are. And I don't tell you that enough. But you know what happened two weeks ago? I was at the grocery store. I was going to get the ice cream. You were getting everything else. Because you're in charge of making sure that our house isn't a disaster. And I was walking down the aisle. And I turned the corner. And boom, I saw you. And before I even realized it was you, I thought, man, who is that really pretty girl down that aisle? And it was you. And I've never been more happy that I ended up with you. You're just as pretty. You're every bit as beautiful today as you were the first day that we met. And I know I still think that. I'm not just telling you that because I saw you in that light in the grocery store. Boom. You're back in the good graces. Unless she's sitting beside you listening right now. She's going to be like, you stole that story from Clay Travis. You are a dirty, rotten liar. That story, not even you, you just took that off the radio this morning. And now you're trying to get back at my good graces by stealing another man's story about his wife. So you got to make sure she's not listening. Maybe don't let her know to download the podcast today. Oh, it was awful. Show was awful. You don't need to listen to it. It's a lot of talk. It was just bad. It wasn't a good show from Clay. Got to make sure she doesn't listen. So the idea here, though, is that's a challenge for everybody, right? How do you make sure that you don't lose touch with your overall audience? Because it can happen to anybody. And I think with a story like this, the NBA is losing touch with its overall audience. We are going to ban the term owner because it's racially insensitive as in a team owner. It's crazy. When we come back, I'm going to bring in the crew. I'll get them to confess that they all notice women everywhere they go all day long as well. Your boyfriend or husband, sure he doesn't. Yeah, he's telling you the truth right now. He's lying, but he's telling you the truth, right? Yeah, nod, nod. Yeah, he doesn't do this. But what would you do to fix the NBA if you're sitting here? Banning the term owner ain't the way to do it. The NFL, when their ratings collapsed, got back in the laboratory and came up with a plan. If you have ever worked at a business and your signature product was down 20%, that's time for an all-hands-on-deck meeting. If they get the data from McDonald's and they're like, hey, the Big Mac is down 20% this year over last year, you best damn believe they're like, what happened to the Big Mac? The NBA Finals being down 20% is a oh-crap moment for the NBA. Is it a harbinger of more things to come? What can we do to address this? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, O, 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 O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield? wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their general tires test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, confession time. Wherever you are, do you notice whether women are attractive or not, Danny G? 100%, of Can course. Can you go back to classes that you were in in high school <laughs> and remember the best-looking girl in certain classes? Uh, there's no way I can remember Katrina Almeida, Holly Kendall <laughs> in 10th grade, Tiffany Montano in 11th, and, of course, Andrea Conklin with a big booty in 12th grade. <laughs> All right, Dub, uh, do you agree with my overall contention here? Can you go back to your high school and remember the best-looking girl in different classes? Oh, well, there's no question. I mean, and I, I don't have an excuse not to. I'm not that far out of high school. But, yeah, I mean, uh, Georgia Cooper, May Nixon, <laughs> Ariana Shannon, what is good? But, yeah, uh, I'm in my most aware state when I am surrounded by women. So uh, is there anybody who disputes that, like, you can be in a grocery store and you're going to notice good-looking people there constantly if you're a dude? Like, is there anybody who actually disputes that theory of mine? No. Nobody, right? All right, so we're in agreement there. So let's now go into the next question, which is, and I think it's a good one, if you are close to something, it is hard. This is, for instance, why if you run a business – you say like, why do people bring in outside consultants to run a, you know, like to, to look at how we're running the business and try to give us suggestions? It's because if you're running the business, it's sometimes hard to recognize how to fix the business because you're so close to it. It's really difficult. This is why when I'm writing my most recent book that came out in September, one of the things I value is getting people who haven't read any of the book to read sections of it and give me feedback right? Like, hey, what am I missing here? Does this make sense to you? Because while I'm sitting in front of that book constantly working on it, it's hard to remember what it's going to strike the reader like because I'm not the reader anymore. I'm the creator. And so getting that fresh perspective, that fresh set of eyes to say, hey, you know, you're losing your way here a bit. And I think to their credit, Roger Goodell in the NFL have gone out and they've made the NFL product better over the past couple of years. They dealt with a decline in their product. The television networks lost hundreds of millions of dollars in value. Now, one of the challenges is you can't react for reaction's sake because especially in social media, there's all this noise. People like constantly criticizing you, saying like, hey, what are you doing? You're crazy. Like I mentioned this uh, with Colin Cowherd. He and I had a conversation. He's like, I just don't, I don't check ever my Twitter mentions during the show. It's like, because I am the person who's on the radio doing the show. I know better than my audience what my audience wants. And Steve Jobs famously said, I don't do like all these surveys because sometimes people are too dumb to know what they want. Like, the iPhone was not a product of a ton of consumer surveys. Steve Jobs just had this innate belief that people wanted to have computers in their pocket. And so the NBA, I think, is becoming way too reactionary sometimes and not reactionary enough to the things that actually matter. For instance, players taking off games for load management, big issue for the NBA. 
no solution that I've heard at all from Adam Silver. Players saying the term owner is offensive to us, not actually a big issue. The NBA is exploring banning the term owner. Now, first of all, I don't know what you would replace it with. Like, if you are a homeowner, almost everyone in my audience listening right now, you aspire to buying a home. You want to own your home. What would you call yourself if you were not a homeowner? Do you own your home? Yes or no? It's an easy question. Everybody understands it, regardless of race, sex, gender, ethnicity. What's the? What would you say? Are, do you, are you the proprietor of your home? Are you the master of your domain? Like, I don't even know what we would use, what language we would use to connote ownership, as in, I bought this. The fact that there are NBA players that are too dumb to understand that owning a team does not mean you own people, it legitimately hurts my brain. That's what Adam Silver should say if he was doing a good job running the NBA. He would say, wait, 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 guys. The ownership of the team does not translate to the ownership of you individually. You don't have to make millions of dollars a year to play basketball for a living. You are not a slave. So your connection of racism with the term owner is actually a function of your stupidity, not of the term being racially insensitive. If the term owner is racially insensitive, then we need to just replace the entire English language right now because all of it is racially insensitive, if the term owner is. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location species salt versus freshwater and more plus it's smooth sailing with fishing bookers simple online payment method you'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local start your angling adventure now with fishing booker visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today fishing booker fishing trips made easy Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be this is a confidence show, especially when we roll in John Morosi. You can follow him on Twitter at J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. And, uh, John, this uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, we're going to get to Major League Baseball uh, with you as always, but you're also a big hockey guy. And last night, the Bruins, uh, sorry, the Blues bounced back from a devastating loss to the Bruins in Game 3 at home. We're now tied up 2-2. Uh, I love when series get tied up 2-2 because we effectively get a three-game series, right? Uh, It's a playoff to see who can win two out of three. Who do you think can do it? Who would you make the favorite right now? The Bruins obviously have two at home. The Blues only have one at home, uh, assuming it goes seven. Clay, I I like St. Louis here. I I really do. Uh, And you look at the the uncertainty now surrounding Zdeno Chara, the the Boston captain, and if he's going to be able to uh, play his his normal shifts or or really be himself the balance of the series after um, taking that high high injury there over the last uh, in, in game four. So, I mean, to me, there's... There's legitimate question there. Uh, that, that was a resounding, 
hop off the canvas by the Blues. Uh, they lost 7-2 in Game 3. They come back and win last night, a game they absolutely had to have. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly was huge uh, for St. Louis. So it, it just it continues a trend that we've seen from them throughout the playoffs. They have consistently shown that they can come back from pretty difficult adversity. They've shown they can win on the road. They've done that in every single series. Uh, I'm, I'm just really impressed by their resiliency. It's, of course, a, a rookie goaltender in Jordan Bennington after a really a regret, regrettable outing for him in Game 3. He comes back and wins Game 4. Uh, I think collectively, too, they were able to have a, a really nice face-off advantage uh, in, in Game 4. They just they played a really solid game last night. So I, I think, Clay, for me, they've got – a great chance to pull this off, and, and uh, I, I think in many ways they probably feel like they've got the Bruins right where they want them. Uh, that 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 if you had told the Blues when, when the series began that they'd be two two after four, they would have taken that. I really believe that because they they like their chances to to win a three game series, even with two games on the road, because they did it in the last round uh, against the San Jose Sharks in, in a very very similar circumstance. Good stuff as always. We're talking to John Morosi. Uh, so you think the Blues uh, will go on and win it? I need it to happen because I'm getting wrecked and lock it in. Todd Furman uh, on the FS1 gambling show we do wins everything. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's like Jeopardy James, and uh, I need to uh, to try and catch up with him best I can. So let's go into baseball. Dodgers. Dodgers have, since 1988 have been star-crossed. Past couple of years, they haven't been able to get it done. They are the best team in baseball from a standings perspective and record perspective right now at this exact moment in time. In your mind, are they the best team in baseball? Well, they're the best team in the National League. They're the best. This is the best we've seen of them uh, in the last several years. I, I was telling Danny before we began the segment. I mean, that this is they're they're better than they were when they made the World Series in the, either of the last two years. They're a more complete team, um, and and I would say at this moment in time, they're the best team in baseball. They are. Uh, now we are waiting on on returns to health by the Yankees and Astros, which could shape that conversation. But right now, on the field, what we're watching every night, they're the best team in the game. Uh, when you see Kershaw and Bueller, of course, Bueller was magnificent again last night, um, pitching as well as they are. And Hunjin Ryu has is, is arguably been their best guy uh, on the mound this year. So their, their pitching is lined up. It's the best rotation they've had uh, in this generation, I believe, uh, even going back to when Granke was at his peak w- w- with the Dodgers. And then with the lineup, they're, they're really deep. Uh, and, and Bellinger is, is putting forth one of the most extraordinary years we've ever seen. Uh, I, I think apart from that, too, Clay, I, I was talking with Dave Roberts uh, a couple weeks ago and, and about just the makeup of the club. The, the, the composition of the people in the room and and the way they play the game. And Dave said this is the best clubhouse he has ever been in. And he's been a part of some pretty good ones as a player and a manager. But he loves the grit. So when, when you combine a, a bit of a Hollywood uh, aura with the stars, but then it's a gritty team, you get – you probably get a championship, and, and that's the kind of group they've got right now. It, it, it means a lot to them that they've got a young catcher in Will Smith coming up from the minor leagues, hitting a walk-off in his first few days in the, in the major leagues, and really just completing a really nice story. This is a scouting, drafting, player development, all of those things, and when you get 
players like Will Smith, players like Matt Matt Beatty, who come up during the course of, of a year and, and really just give the player development system something really positive to hang their hat on. It, it just sends a, a, a shot of positivity throughout the entire organization. And the Dodgers have that going on a couple guys, which is really good to see. Uh, they also have a nine-and-a-half game lead. And by the way, I love the idea of a catcher named Will Smith moving into L.A. I uh, hope he's got a, a rich nice uncle. Story. That, yeah. Nice story, right? A great story. I hope he has a rich aunt, uncle that will uh, help him get uh, uh, you know, acclimated there and also a uh, cousin named Carlton. 42-19. Um, and 19. They have a nine-and-a-half game lead. We know how competitive the NL West has been. I think last year it came down to the absolute wire, right? Am I thinking that? The years all run yeah, together. Yeah, game but, 163, yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, that is a pretty good lead. Do you worry at all in baseball? Because everybody else, like the Phillies, got a half game lead on the Braves right now. That's a real battleground. Uh, the uh, the Cubs and the Brewers are di- you know fighting it out along with the Cardinals at the top of the NL Central, and even Pittsburgh is at least still within hailing distance. Do you worry at all about getting that much of an advantage on your opponents in the division that it can lead to lazy habits? I mean, that's a good problem to have, obviously, as you come up on the halfway point of the season in the next couple of weeks. But is that a concern at all? You think? It's a great question, Clay. And of course, we've uh, you know, we began our conversation talking about hockey, and, and that certainly was a concern. There ended up being that way with the uh, teams like Tampa Bay and, yeah. and Washington, even uh, that were the heavy favorites uh, were, were eliminated early. I think for some baseball teams, you might say that it's a concern. For example, the Twins. Um, they're just a younger team, and the Twins have a chance to have a similar lead, a similar early clinch, if you will, if they continue on this trend. And and they're a younger group that has not done this before collectively as as a playoff team. And and so by that measure, I'm a little more concerned about it if it's a team that's not done this before as a group. The Dodgers, though. I think getting to the World Series back-to-back years and then and then trying desperately to get back again, you've got guys in that clubhouse like Clayton Kershaw and, and Justin Turner, uh, some really professional, determined guys that are desperate to win a World Series ring. And, and I think when you've got that and you know the stakes and, and you've been around it as a group and lost twice, um, it, it really is, is powerful. I mean, we have not seen a team – Win back or win back to back pennants, but lose the World Series, and then get back for a third straight year since I believe the 1927 uh, New York Giants. I wow. believe it was. This, this is this is going back almost 100 years. So I, I, it's a great question that you ask, Clay. I think that for some teams it is a worry, but for the Dodgers it's not because they know what's at stake. Major League Baseball draft was yesterday, or at least started. I think it probably goes on for a long time, given yeah, how many days. rounds. Right. Um, uh, and I know, I, I know some people out there follow the College World Series a little bit. I follow Vanderbilt baseball because I'm a big fan of Tim Corbin. J.J. Uh, Bleday has been incredible. He went number four overall. It's honestly one of the only you know picks that I really have been following very closely. Um, 
Is there anything that jumped out to you from the draft? Because if you think about the way, uh, obviously it's a different kind of sport and a farm system and everything else, but the NBA draft, the NFL draft, and even the NHL draft to a certain extent get a great deal of attention. Is there anything that stood out to you uh, as you kind of watch the Major League Baseball draft taking place? Is it is it a big story to you? Are there any players you followed? Were there any storylines that you would think your average baseball fan should be aware of coming out of that draft? Well, a couple trends, a couple names, Clay, and and you're right. It's not it's not the same level of uh, notoriety uh, nationally to the to sports fans as certainly uh, the NBA or NFL. But um, you look at the the number of hitters drafted high. It was a very hitter friendly hitter friendly hitter heavy draft at the, at the very top of the board. Uh, re- remember this name. It's 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 a it's a it's a great baseball name. Adley Rutschman uh, is the uh, number one overall pick, switch hitting catcher. Who to me reminds me a little bit of Buster Posey, just a, a really polished approach. He was walked intentionally with the bases loaded during an NCAA regional over the weekend in Corvallis, which wow. tells you just how fearsome he is as a hitter. Uh, he's got a chance to move quickly there for the Orioles. Uh, Bobby Witt Jr., son of the former major leaguer, he gets drafted by the by the Royals, and it was interesting. Uh, Jim Callis on the MLB Network compared him, uh, you know, again, same city. To uh, to Patrick Mahomes because of what he could mean to the organization, to which uh, Patrick Mahomes reacted on Twitter and said, "Yeah, let's do it. Sounds great. You know, welcome to Kansas City." So that was pretty cool to see. Of course, Patrick w- with a lot of baseball connections, himself. and he was at the Blues game, I think. Right? Wasn't Mahomes at the Blues game? He, he he may well have been. I know uh, Travis Kelsey was there a couple nights ago as well. So it's it's, so it's, it's always cool to see the, the interaction between sports. But that was that was a nice pick by the by the Royals. Witt's got a chance to be a really really good player. It reminds me of a young. Troy Tulowitzki and then uh, Andrew Vaughn going to uh, to the White Sox and Vaughn, uh, which you should know about him, just a, a really compact, natural righty bat. reminds reminds me of an Edgar Martinez, the Hall of Famer, of course, this year. I know it's hard to compare guys to Hall of Famers, but Vaughn is just a really compact, nice short swing with some power just a really polished young hitter so uh, now part of the White Sox resurgence as, as an organization so um, and then Blade of course went right after that so there, there's there's just a lot of really great stories at the top of the draft and I think overall the the, the, the game's in a good place and these, these young players play they, they are so polished and 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 so ready so ready to contribute early. The, the point I, I made on uh, Vaughn uh, last night is is uh, yeah you know he's a young guy and, and is how quickly can he get to the big leagues? I think I think in the next year or so he could probably do it because there are already four players play four younger than him in the big leagues. Four of them, including Juan Soto and Vlad Jr. and, and Fernando Tatis Jr. So it, it's, it's a young person's game, and, and the, these guys come into the sport now are polished. They've played a ton of baseball, and in many cases, they're ready a lot sooner than their, than their forebears have been in the history of the game. We're talking to uh, John Morosi every week. We talk to him, breaks down Major League Baseball, also a big hockey guy. I want to close out with this question because I know you live in Ann Arbor and you're a Michigan fan. Um, Jawan Howard had a very uh, passionate uh, and emotional introduction as the next basketball coach at the University of Michigan. What has the vibe been in Ann Arbor? And 
do you feel like an old man now that Jawan Howard, you know, the Fab Five, the young guys who were kind of remaking the world of college basketball, have now come into their own to the extent that Jawan Howard has taken over the reins of the Michigan basketball program? Well, what made me feel old, Clay, was, was, has been even long before that when my, my sister went to Michigan and, uh, you know, she's now in her mid-20s and I had to explain to her, or not explain to her, but, but, but to mention to her and look at the math, I was like, wait a minute, you were not alive when Desmond Howard made that catch against Notre Dame oh, yeah. in the corner of the end zone and you were not alive when the Fab Five was playing at Michigan. So that to kind of fill around on some of the background was, uh, that was like, wow, this is, this is pretty amazing. So, uh, but I, I think to me, it's it's obviously losing a coach of, of John Beeline's caliber is is difficult. It, it was surprising. Um, Juwan loves the university. We, we can see that. That's that's evident. Uh, I, I think he'll do a very good job. A lot of the conversation in the in the media was okay. Are, are we worried about the, the the inexperience of being a head coach at the NCAA level? And that's a fair question to ask. But he's already now surrounded himself with some great experience. And Phil Martelli is going to be on the staff. Of course, a longtime St. Joe's coach. I, I think Juwan's going to do great. I, I think that he's got passion for the game that you can't teach. And, and again, he's, he's been there working on an NBA bench for the last several years, and Pat Riley speaks so highly of him. Eric Spolstra does, too. I, I, he's, he's done what you ask players to do when they want to get involved in the coaching side. He's done exactly that. So uh, he's one of your own. He's done everything that you want him to do to prepare for this job, I think, with the exception of being an NCAA head coach. I, I think that he's uh, he's very deserving of the, of the spot. I think he'll do a great job, and, and uh, it certainly is, is, is a face that someone knows and a name someone knows very, very well around around town, which I think makes makes a lot of – if you were not going to get a brand name, oh, my gosh, Brad Stevens hire or someone like that, then why not hire one of your own? It just, it just makes a lot of sense, and, and I think that uh, – I think he'll do a great job. Outstanding stuff as always, John Morosi. We will talk to you next week. Appreciate the time. Sounds great, Clay. I always love this time of year, my friend. Great, great catching up again. Thanks for everything. Uh, it's John Morosi at J-O-N-M-O-R-O-S-I. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A couple of things we're diving into. Uh, first of all, let's give you an update if you're just waking up on the West Coast with what happened last night in the only, I would say, major sporting event that was taking place that produced uh, an audience in the millions anyway. Uh, and that was the St. Louis Blues hosting the Boston Bruins. Series uh, came into it with the Bruins with a 2-1 series lead, tied up 2-2 in the third, and then this happened. Uh, this is the Blues Radio Network. Here's Carl Gunnarsson on the ice. Now to Petrangelo with time. Wires the shot on. Rebound, they score! Brian O'Reilly out of midair, swats it home. And the Blues take the lead again. 3-2 the score, 9.22 to go. Brian O'Reilly, his second of the hockey game. Blues went on to win 4-2. We are now tied up at two games apiece in that series. Three games to go. We'll see what ends up happening. St. Louis Blues has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Patrick Mahomes been in the crowd. Uh, John Hamm from Mad Men. Don Draper, if you watch that show. Uh, there have been a lot of people with connections to the St. Louis area that were uh, in that crowd that were excited to celebrate and see uh, in that venue the first ever Stanley Cup final win for the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. So we'll see what happens in that three-game playoff. If you watch Lock It In, and by the way, 
Danny G. How much? How entertaining was Lockett? I got to give Rachel Bonetta props. Like she may hate me, and if you watch the television show that we're on, four thirty Eastern, three thirty Central, two thirty Mountain, one thirty Pacific. She bet Cousin Sal. So I do a show uh, on FS1 every day at that time slot with Cousin Sal from The Ringer uh, and Bill Simmons and Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, with uh, with uh, Todd Furman, who's been on this show a lot, good buddy of mine, with Rachel Bonetta, who's our host, and me. All right, the four of us are on. We talk sports gambling every day for an hour uh, on FS1. She bet Cousin Sal uh, as a huge Raptors fan. She's from outside of Toronto that the Raptors were going to win both of those games in Toronto. If they had won both of them, then Cousin Sal, live on the show, had to get dunked in seven different, like, basically buckets of maple syrup poured over him. If it happened that the Raptors did not, she had to get dunked by two buckets of maple syrup. So somebody was going to get dunked maple syrup. She got a huge bucket of maple syrup poured on her at the beginning of the show and about halfway through it and did the entire show dripping with maple syrup. All right. You saw this, I think. I imagine that a lot of other people out there listening did as well. How many people, how many women in sports television would do that? Can you think of another one that would do it? Not just get dunked in maple syrup, get dunked at the very beginning of the show and then do the entire show with maple syrup dripping all over. No, I don't think any other female would do that. A, their makeup. B, the stickiness of it for that entire hour. Her arm kept sticking to her outfit, yes, which was kind of gross. And then she had fun with it because I made a joke on Twitter that all of a sudden I was craving waffles. Yeah. And 10 minutes later, she starts pulling out waffles that she had prop waffles, as Cousin Sal called them, and she started dipping the waffles on herself. And eating it. The grossest part, though, is when the syrup was dripping into her eyeball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she is really, really legitimately, first of all, a good, fun person, but she's also really funny. I mean, just really, really funny, and also, uh, I, I think uniquely in this era where everybody's always concerned about how they look and everything else, she doesn't really have those concerns uh, obviously, she's good looking regardless, but I think there, I'm not sure you can name another w- woman in sports media who would have done that. And anyway, it was a lot of fun. It was funny. Um, and so if you haven't been checking out Lock It In, uh, make sure you do. The reason why I bring it up is I desperately need the Blues uh, to win this series. It's tied up at 2 2. And if they do, I can get back res- like reasonable in the overall uh, race for the season. Because I've uh, Todd Furman has been dominating uh, cousin Sal and I, but if I could have the Blues win in this series, this three-game playoff that's effectively left now, then I would get back to reasonable levels of uh, of competition. So fingers crossed that I might be able to uh, to pull that off. Now, I do think this is a big story. The NBA television ratings are down twenty percent in the Warriors against the Raptors series. I happen to think, if you listen to this show, you know that I believe for a long time that LeBron James is, basically, the NBA doesn't have a league. Most sports out there right now, they aren't impacted that much by which players and which teams end up in the championship game. In other words, the best possible Super Bowl that Fox could have this year. We're going to be down in Miami uh, for the Super Bowl. Fox has got it. If I were talking to the Fox executives right now and I said, okay, you can draft an NFC team 
and you can draft an AFC team, who do you want? They would say, we want the Patriots to play the Cowboys. I guarantee you, Patriots-Cowboys would be their number one draft pick, and I'm not even sure there's a close second. They would get Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots, the dynasty that is the Patriots, going up against Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, all of the Cowboy lore over the years. Cowboys have the biggest fan base in all of sports. Uh, It's certainly all of sports, I believe, but certainly all the NFL, even if you want to argue with me that they don't have the biggest fan base in American sports. I think they do, but even if you want to argue that, they certainly do have the biggest fan base in the NFL. Steelers are probably number two. All right, that would be the best possible Super Bowl. But the overall ratings for the Super Bowl aren't that impacted by the teams. You know basically 100 million people are going to show up no matter what because the NFL brand is strong enough that you'll buy in and watch even if it's not the ideal teams in that matchup. In other words, the worst what's the worst Super Bowl we could have? Right? Like if you were talking to the Fox executives and they said, "Hey, you got the next Super Bowl in Miami. What's the two worst teams you could have play?" It's probably, honestly, something like the Titans against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Two franchises that have almost no fan base nationwide. The Titans, and I'm a Titans fan, so I can throw them under the bus here, going up against somebody like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Maybe it would be the Arizona Cardinals against the Buffalo Bills. You know, like two relatively small fan bases that don't bring in a lot of casual fans at all. And that would probably be the worst matchup you could possibly have. The overall difference is not that substantial. If you had what's the best matchup in the NBA, conversely, it's LeBron James going up against the Warriors. And they had that the past several years. But LeBron James in the finals period, whether it was with the Heat or the Cavs, was great for ratings. And the Golden State Warriors, whether you love or hate them, in the finals is great for ratings. The NBA didn't get lucky because they got the Toronto Raptors, although I believe if it was the Milwaukee Bucks, the overall impact of the audience wouldn't be very much different. Like the audience would basically be about the same and the audience would be down 20%, even if it was the Bucks versus the Raptors. If anything, the Raptors produce more interest, at least in Canada, right, than the Bucks would in the rest of the country. But they did get the Warriors because that's a team. So the NBA right now doesn't have a league. It has a player in LeBron James, and it has a team in the Golden State Warriors. And the NBA at least got lucky that the Warriors are there because if the Warriors had lost to the Clippers or if they had lost to the Houston Rockets or if they had lost to the Portland Trailblazers, the audience for the NBA Finals would be down 50%. I'm not kidding. I mean, if this right now were the Portland Trailblazers against the Toronto Raptors, 50% less people would watch the NBA this year than watch the NBA last year. That's not ideal. The NFL had rating struggles. They got together. They said, hey, let's solve the issues that we got. And the NBA, the NFL emerged last year from the Colin Kaepernick protest and the concussion scandals and the off-field issues with domestic violence stronger than they've ever been before. And I think the NFL has addressed a lot of the issues that bedeviled it over those couple of years when things went down. The NFL, the NBA hasn't. So the NBA right now is worried about whether or not the term owner is used because they think it's racially insensitive. I swear to God, that's what's actually going on. And something like 13,000 of you have voted 
and said by a 97 percentile that you don't think the term owner in pro sports is racially insensitive. That's tough to get 97% agreement on anything, but that's the poll question that's up right now. At Clay Travis, you can go vote. All right. So I said the NFL, even if you want to rip Roger Goodell, they found a way to solve their problems. I have got a solution to the NBA. Instead of worrying about whether the term owner is racially insensitive or not, here is what you should be doing. You should be trying to recalibrate the way that you distribute talent in the NBA. And to the NBA's credit, they address tanking in some ways by giving a bunch of different teams equal chances of getting into the lottery. And you ended up with two teams that really weren't trying to tank, at least not in the traditional sense of tanking, uh, with both the the Pelicans in New Orleans and the Memphis Grizzlies getting the number one and number two overall picks. But here's what ultimately is the issue with the NBA – There's only like three or four teams, and that's probably on the high end, of fans that think their team can actually win the championship. This is structurally the biggest issue, in my opinion. If I'm Adam Silver and I'm looking at the NBA, this is the number one issue. Because if your team makes the Major League Baseball playoffs, they can win the World Series. You firmly believe that. If your team makes the NFL playoffs, you really do believe that they can win the Super Bowl. Even if it's not very realistic, they can win a couple of games, get into the Super Bowl, right? If your team makes the Stanley Cup playoffs, there's a 100% chance that they can win, right? We have eight seeds. Just a couple of years ago, the Nashville Predators were the eight seed in the West, and they went six games against the Pittsburgh Penguins, almost won it outright. Teams come out of the eight spot. I think the LA Kings, didn't the LA Kings come out of the eight spot in the West a few years ago and actually win the Stanley Cup? So this happens, right? It is a flaw in a sport. If you can get to the postseason, and the NBA puts over half of their teams in the postseason, 16 out of the 30, and for about 12 or 13 of those teams, they really don't have a chance to win a championship and their fans know it. Why is that? because the talent is not evenly distributed in the league. The number one way that I would solve the NBA's problems is one, I wouldn't worry about all this ridiculous woke stuff. Like if you're worried that the term owner is racially offensive, you are losing your fan base. There's a ton of people out there that are NBA fans that when they hear that story, they're like these coddled, multimillionaire, spoiled brats. I don't have to spend my entertainment dollars or my entertainment time watching the NBA. That's how you lose your audience. The way you gain your audience back is by convincing multiple teams that they have a chance at a championship. Most of sports fan basedom is predicated at least on the idea that your team can win a championship. No league sells hope better than the NFL. The NFL, every year, there are nine teams that are starting their mini camps today. Every one of those nine teams has convinced its fan base over the offseason that they've made the couple of moves in the draft or free agency that's going to get their team into the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns went 1-31 a couple of years ago. They draft Baker Mayfield. They go 7-8-1, I believe it was, last year. And Browns fans think they're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Maybe crazy, but they believe with Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, with uh, with Baker Mayfield, with Njuku, 
with uh, remember they got Kareem Hunt coming back to pair with Nick Chubb. All those offensive weapons, they expect everything to go perfectly. They think they're going to win the AFC North. Maybe crazy, but they believe it. Arizona Cardinals, they go get Kyler Murray. Hope springs eternal with new young quarterbacks, new coach with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. They believe, you know what, we're not that far away from being able to contend for our division either. How many NBA teams actually believe that? Not many. Because they have a flawed salary cap structure. Here is the number one solution for the NBA that if I were Adam Silver, I'd be working on. Instead of having a hard salary cap or a loose salary cap, however you want to uh, however you want to classify it, allow every single NBA team to pay one guy outside of the salary cap and put the rest of the team under the salary cap. Who is that one guy? Whoever you think it should be. That way, in theory, I want you to follow me here. I've never heard anybody else say this, but this is my plan. I think the NBA should adopt it. In theory, if all 30 NBA teams got one player they could pay outside of the salary cap, then the 30 best NBA players would all go to 30 different NBA teams. And the NBA is such a player-dominated league and such a talent-dominated league, this would ensure that the overall league was competitive. Again, follow my logic here. LeBron James, let's say he's the best player in the NBA. LeBron James might get a team, maybe it's the Lakers, maybe it's the Knicks, who knows who it is, that was willing to pay him $100 million a year. LeBron James should be able to make $100 million a year if he's worth it. This really would make sense in the Kevin Durant example. Kevin Durant left Oklahoma City and went to Golden State. If he leaves Golden State and goes to New York, or if he goes to the Clippers or wherever he goes, his salary is not going to be that much different because of the salary cap. So effectively what he's doing is trying to say, hey, would I rather be here or there? And his overall finances, and I don't need to be sports tax guy out there, but his overall finances are not changing that much. So, what if Kevin Durant, when he was at Oklahoma City, had been an unrestricted free agent, and any team that wanted to could pay him as much money as they wanted to? There's no way Kevin Durant would have gone to the Warriors and made a great team even greater if there were a team that was offering him 75 or $80 million to play for them, he would have gone to another team. And every team theoretically could compete for these top players like this. And so, let's say LeBron makes $100 million, Kevin Durant makes $80 million a year, Steph Curry might make seventy. You slot in all those salaries with every individual team and you get the 30 best players on 30 different teams. This is genius. I don't know why Like Adam Silver should yank me out of Fox Sports Radio and be like, damn, Clay Travis is a genius. The best way to remake the NBA is to make the league competitive. 
And the best way to make the league competitive is to ensure that all the best players don't end up on a handful of teams and only those teams can compete for championships. So how do you take advantage of that? You give the big markets a value, in theory, where they can pay more for their top player and then even the small markets could pay $40 million for a player or $50 million for a player. Or maybe a small market's got a rich owner who wants to pay out of pocket as much as he needs to. Boom, there are 30 NBA teams, 30 players, the 30 best in theory, would all go to 30 different teams. There you go. And then you have the salary cap and the best possible team, in theory, would have the best player and maybe the 31st best player in the league. So you wouldn't have a situation where the Golden State Warriors, for instance, end up with Clay, Draymond, Steph, and Kevin Durant, who are four of, what, the top 20 players in the league? I think that's probably fair. You would never have that happen. You would separate the talent, segregate it across 30 different teams, and everybody's team would theoretically have a chance. It would give even more of a premium on drafting. Because if you were fortunate enough to draft a well, then you could start to splice in some of that talented young draft picks with your overall relatively even rosters. Boom, I think that would solve a ton of what ails the NBA. Now, the second part I would do is I think they need to go back and fundamentally change the way that they do the season. I would go into the NBA, and really they shouldn't be playing 82 games, but that's the only way they can justify the salaries that they have right now. I would go into the NBA and I would say we're starting the season on Christmas Day. It's the first day of the NBA season and we're finishing it in August right before the NFL officially kicks off. So the NBA season will all be in one calendar year almost and we will go from December 25th all the way up to about August. And that way we're not competing with anything in June and July at all. And college basketball, we don't have to worry about our playoffs and how that calendar sets up and everything else. Boom, we go August. Then my guys are off during football season and we don't have to compete at all with the NFL or college football or anything else by coming back in October and we come back at Christmas. Let our guys go in for training camp around uh, around Thanksgiving. Gives them a good long break and then boom, We start at Christmas and we stretch out the season even more by allowing more rest days, more time off during the regular season, and then we have the playoffs end at the beginning of August. That's my solution. Boom, they should make me NBA commissioner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying, flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.